We're only 11 minutes. Well, I could say we're 59 minutes early, right? Amen. But we want to welcome everyone that's joining us by live stream this morning. We have had a great time in the Lord already this morning, and that time is going to continue right now because the Word of God is going to come forth. Amen? Amen. And it's the Word that sets us free. How many of you know that? It's the Word that delivers us. It's the Word that heals us. Amen. If you would, and you have your Bibles there, turn to 1 Thessalonians, that's a mouthful, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we want to continue this morning with actually a series we started several weeks back titled Spirit, Soul, and Body. And of course, we had a little, uh, little uh, baptismal service last Sunday, so we, we skipped a little bit, but how many of you know we can pick right, uh, up right where we left off? Amen. And I can't express to you enough, my brother and sister, just how important this series is to your life. And I want to encourage you that if you missed either sessions one or sessions two or part one or part two, to go to our church app and listen to those. Because first off, series are, to, uh, anytime I teach a, preach on or teach a series, it's done in sequence. Amen? So if you miss one, then you, or one and two, and then you come on no, uh, number three, you're going to be sitting back there going, what? What's he talking about? Well, I do give a little bit of a, a brief uh, summary, but then we're going to go into greater detail. Amen? Amen. They're taught in uh, progression, and they really will help you understand <clears throat> and do what you're going to be hearing today. Praise God. How I many of you know we don't come to church just to hear the Word? We come to church to hear and obey the word. Can I get an amen to that? And I'm telling you, just like any other word that's preached in this church, if you'll take that word and you'll apply it to your life, it will change your life forever. Amen. 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 Early on in my Christian life, and many of you have heard my testimony, uh, this teaching... Uh, answered a lot of questions I had, like why I was like I was, or why I acted or reacted the way I did. It answered the question why things uh, really weren't working out for me, even though I kept hearing the preacher say, if, uh, if you'll come to church, things will work out for you. Well, I found out that coming to church didn't mean a hell of, hill of beans. Amen? It's not coming to church that makes a difference in your life. It's you being a doer of the Word that makes a difference. Amen. And I realized over the process of time, it had nothing to do, my problems had nothing to do with God's part of the situation and God's part of the covenant. Because He had already done His part. Amen. I mean, He saved me. Hallelujah. He gave me His Word, right? So then I started thinking and looking at it from the Word's 
standpoint or the Word's point of view. And I saw that really most of my difficulties, if not all of my difficulties in life, originated in my own soul, in that soulish part of my being. And I started identifying a lot of the, thing, uh, the things in my life, but also I started realizing that there was a way to change the soul. There was a way to change my life, praise God. I didn't have to stay the way I was. That if I wanted to change the path of my life, I could. But here's the revelation God gave me. That any changes I wanted to make in my thinking, in my attitudes, in my behavior, any changes that I wanted, uh, that I desired in my life, had to come through my spirit man. Amen. Amen. That the only way to change my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, was to let God lead me through my spirit. Amen. And when that revelation comes to you, or any other person, uh, they become more, and they become more spirit conscious, and less body conscious, or less... Uh, intellectually conscious when that when that revelation comes to you uh, it will change your life as well can I get an amen to that it's vitally important that we be more conscious of our spirit man amen that we become more spiritually minded and less naturally minded now, don't get me wrong. The natural mind is good. It's good to have knowledge of what's going on in our lives, right? Amen. But the spiritual mindedness is far more important, in these la especially in these latter days. In other words, we need to be more spiritually aware of what's going on around us. Are you with me? So, let's take a look at our foundation scripture. And then we'll launch out from there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And I read out of the New King James Version. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The NCV version, the New Century version, says it like this. May your whole self, spirit, soul, and body, be kept safe and without fault when our Lord Jesus Christ comes. Now, if you have that illustration, put up our illustration. So your whole self, is made up of three parts. Spirit, which is the real you. Soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your body, which is really, or should be, the least part of you. Even though society puts it first. If you notice any, anybody in the society, they'll, go, they'll say this, body, soul, and spirit. They put the spirit last. And God puts the Spirit first. Amen. And I know I've said a lot of this in sessions one and two, but how many of you know faith 
comes by hearing, not by heard. So what you heard, and the 2% you heard the last two Sundays that I taught on this, uh, that's 4%. So you're going to get some of the rest of it today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is at the center of your being. It is the heart of man and woman. Amen. How many of you know man just means mankind? Includes both women and men. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the center of your being. It's the heart of man. It's the part that's most like God. Your soul, this is the intellectual side of you where your natural reasoning comes from. It also uh, where the emotional and the feely, feely side of you comes from. Uh, When you operate out of your soul, uh, you're operating out of your feelings or your own emotions or your own intellect. Amen. And like I told you a couple weeks ago, this soulish area is where most of our problems originate. Amen. And I found that until I learned how to fix my soul through my spirit man, that my habits, my behavior, the way I talked, the way I lived, the things that affected me negatively, uh, were still there. They don't just go away by themselves. How many of you know that? We have to do something with them. God ain't going to take them away from you either. He don't want them. Keep your own bad habits. <laughs> I went to a service one time, and this, uh, this person was saying, Lord, take these cigarettes from me. And this Holy Spirit told him through the pastor there, he says, uh, Lord don't want your cigarettes. He don't smoke. Get rid of them. Cut them off. Amen. Don't ask God to take your bad habits. Can I get an amen to that? All right, I'm starting to meddle. I better move on. Hallelujah. Our habits do not just disappear. And I wondered inside of me, Am I going to have to put up with these same things my whole Christian life? Because I'm saved. Amen. Amen. But am I going to have to put up with all this stuff that I've I've carried around with me all these years? Amen. No. The answer is absolutely not. Hallelujah. But see, then I realized the only way things would ever turn around in the natural was to allow God to lead me through my spirit. Amen. You see, my brother and the sisters, there's a natural realm and then there's a spiritual realm. And God does not operate in the natural realm. He is a spirit. John 4.24 says that. It says God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. That's the red letters. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God operates in and leads us through the spirit realm. Well, if that's true, and it is, then why don't we tap into that realm? Why don't we begin to learn to operate in the spiritual realm so we can change our natural realm? If that's the only way it's going to change, how many of you know that's what you're going to have to do? Amen. You can't pray all that stuff gone. Amen. You can speak it gone. You can speak to the mountain. That's renewing your spirit, man. What Miss Brenda was talking about this morning. 
In other words, why don't we spend more time developing our spirit so we can change our soul? And let me remind you that if you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. Amen. You change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. You know, I think many Christians, and I know I was guilty of this, but when I first started serving God, I, I, I kind of had the attitude that things were just going to just automatically fall on me, like cherries from a ripe tree. And then I didn't get much help from the pulpit at that time, because, and I'm not criticizing the pastor, but he didn't know a lot of the stuff that you're getting taught this morning. Amen. He taught the best way he knew how. Amen. And he said life would always be a struggle. But it's not. Hallelujah. We can have victory without the struggle. But only if we submit to the God of the universe to help us get through it. Amen. But like many Christians, uh, I thought things would just automatically happen. And life would be just peachy king. Miss Brenda would change. Amen. Life would be glorious. My children would change. Amen. Well, it wasn't long before I found out that things don't just happen. Life doesn't just get better automatically. Why? Because in a covenant agreement, now listen to me, in a covenant agreement, God has a part and I had a part. Remember, I've already said God did His part. He saved me. He gave me the Bible, which is His manual, basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. He gave me the manual to work by, but then it was up to me to open it up. It was up to me to study it. It was up to me to do it. Praise God. We all have a part. And I want us as a church, as a church body, to know the truth that we must become more spiritually minded if we want the glory of God in our lives. Amen. Amen. It's not going to get there any other way. Listen to me, parents, grandparents. The more spiritually minded you are, the better you're going to be able to help your children. Because you'll know what they're doing when they're doing it. Amen. You'll know the people they're hanging out with, whether they be good influence or bad influence. You'll know all the negative influences around them that you may need to take care of in the Spirit through prayer. Amen. I said amen. All right, man, I was going to have to read that whole deal again. Hallelujah. Listen, you can also help teach your children how they can operate and live being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. You teach them that God can talk to them too. And God will lead and guide them too. They have the same Holy Spirit on the inside of them that you have on the inside of you. As a matter of fact, uh, when children are first born, their spirit is alive unto God. It ain't until we cluttered up a lot of our bad habits and all our bad sayings that they... You learn anything different than what is good. Amen. Y'all don't believe, y'all didn't get that, but it's gonna it'll sink in. Praise God. 
We teach our children bad habits. There are no bad habits when they're brand new. How many of you know that? And then we grow up. And we absorb everything that's around us. Your children are like little sponges. Amen. I wish I'd have, no, I don't wish. Uh, my kids are coming around, but I can tell you, if I had it to do all over again, I would change the way I talked to, to my children, talked around my children, acted around my children. Amen. 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 All right, I'm going to quit meddling. Hallelujah. You teach your children to be led by the Spirit. You know, Christians need to be more comfortable with the realm of the Spirit. There's many Christians say, well, I don't want to think about that. It's not a ghost. He's called the Holy Ghost, but it's not a ghost like a ghost and a goblin. Amen? Amen. We have to become more spiritual conscious, thinking about our spirit man every day and the conditions of our spirit. So that's why we're teaching on the importance of developing your spirit. See, I can't develop your spirit for you. Your husband or your wife cannot develop your spirit for you. I can only bring you God's word. Amen. But I can tell you this, if you'll take that word and apply it to your life, your spirit man will grow. And it will revolutionize your life. And I'm telling you, I'm promising you, if you'll do the things I'm teaching you to do, it's going to change your life forever. Can you say amen? Amen. So let's look again in God's Word and see just what it takes, or just what it takes to develop our spirit. Turn with me to uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. There's three things a Christian must do to develop their spirit. Number one, they must feed on God's Word. Number two, they must renew their mind to God's Word. Number three, they must be a doer of what they read. Amen? And as we learn to do these three things, we'll see how our life will grow spiritually. And as we grow spiritually, we'll see more of God's promises manifest in our lives. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Now, it's talking about feeding your spirit. It says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Now, we could just stop right there and say, man, that would increase our spirit right there if we just got all that trash out of our lives. Amen? But he don't stop there. He says, in verse 2, he says, as newborn babes, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a newborn babe. I don't care how old you are. Amen? As newborn babes, let me share something with you. I've been in church now. I've been born again, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit since 1997. And in that time, I have seen Christians that had been saved longer than I was old. 40, 50, 60, 70 years people have been saved, and yet their spirit was never renewed. Their spirit, man, was just as, uh, uh, it was still a baby, was still in infant stage. 
So it don't matter how long you've been in church. I had a person come up to me one time and said, I've been in church a whole lot longer than you. I think God sent me in this church to make sure you uh, give the right meaning of the Scriptures. I said, I said sir, the, the Holy Ghost will do that. He don't need your help. Amen. Well, needless to say, they're not here this moment no more. Amen. God called him to another church to tell that pastor what to say and do. Amen. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may what? Grow. grow. That you may grow thereby. Let me read that again. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You see, if you don't feed your spirit, man, the word of God, then it has no nourishment. And here's the thing. Your under, undernourished spirit cannot, listen to me, control your soul. It cannot control your mind, your will, and your emotions. Then when that, uh, if, your spirit, if your soul is uncontrolled, then when that guy pulls out in front of you doing 25 and a 65, yeah, uh-huh, some of you relating to it already. Amen. When he pulls out in front of you, uh, an undernourished spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because there's nothing in there, because you ain't put nothing in there, so it's undernourished. So that undernourished spirit, uh, your un uh, 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 undernourished spirit is not going to be able to control your soul, and your soul is going to be in control, and guess what happens then? It's, oh, you blankety-blank-blank. Oh, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But you don't know how stupid that guy was. You see what? Uh huh. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. You you blurt out something, but then you ask God to forgive you. Amen. And that's okay. You need to ask God to forgive you. But you need to nourish your spirits where you don't have to do that all the time. You don't have to be that way anymore. They can pull out in front of him and say, "Bless them, Lord." Bless them, Lord. And please, Lord, bless me with a passing zone. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, here's another one. You're in such a hurry that you get on somebody's rear end and you think because you're, uh, uh, you're learning how to draft that they're going to move faster. Well, guess what, Miss Brenda? Now, she's learned to back off a little bit. But listen, guess what you're going to get when you ride somebody's rear end? You're going to get a bumper if they drive like I used to. If, I drive, if they're driving under their, in their soul, <laughs> then what they're going to do is they're going to slam on your brakes, on their brakes, and then you're going to be having an insurance claim against your insurance, which is going to raise your premiums. How smart is that? Let's just learn to back off. Let's just learn to drive in peace. Let's learn to drive with our spirit, not our soul. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. I just preached on a whole lot of people's uh, uh, porches right then. Amen. All right. How many of you ever been where I've just said? 
The rest of you are going to have to come down for an call for liars. Everybody gets in their flesh every once in a while. Now, it may be, not be that, but it's something. Amen? Amen. It could be Miss Shauna not turning her blinker off, never knowing when she's going to turn. Turn that wheel, it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Pastor picking on Miss Shauna. Gets her all up in her flesh. Lord, Lord, let's don't go there. Uh, for all those who are watching by live stream, we are just one big happy family here. We love each other even though we joke around with each other. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me get back to where I was. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, when you find somebody giving somebody, when you find yourself giving somebody a piece of your mind and going off on them, maybe railing on them, and then walk away feeling bad because uh, mainly because you're too stubborn or too prideful to say, forgive me. I shouldn't have been acting like that. Amen? Yes. There's no good reason for acting like that. Amen? Or you're fussing and fighting at home, slamming doors, saying hurtful things to one another. All the while, the devil's sitting back in the corner going, yes, yes. Yes, keep operating out of that soul and I'll keep controlling your life. Hmm. Listen to me. The devil cannot touch a healthy spirit. I'm going to say that again. The, the devil cannot touch a healthy spirit. Amen. If you'll just take the time to nourish your spirit, the arguments will stop. Amen. People who operate out of their flesh, operate out of their mind, their will, and their emotion, uh, you can set them off with anything. People who operate out of their spirit, you can't hardly set them off. Amen. Amen. Now that's a process, but we can get to that point to where we just forgive people no matter what. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> your spirit man grows up, everything in your life will change. Why? Because you see, you hear, you operate, and you talk totally different. Yes, amen. amen. You operate through your spirit. The Amplified in that verse says in, second, in 1 Peter 2, 2 says, like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated. That word unadulterated means it's not mixed with man's theories or man's translation of the word. Amen. It's pure. When you desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it, the word it there is the word of God, by the word you may be nurtured and grow into completed Salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. This is talking about giving God's Word first place in your life and taking the time to feed your spirit man or your spirit woman every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, Pastor, but hey, man, I work 12 hours a day. <laughs> yes, and I realize that some of us do, or some of y'all do. I work 24-7. Uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I work 12 hours a day. But let me tell you something. You have to drive to work, don't you? You have to drive home again, don't you? Then how about getting you a CD or downloading the church app where you can do what I tell you to do every Sunday and that's download these messages and listen to them over and over and over again. I'm going to tell you what. You'll get a lot more out of the Word of God than you will any country and western music or any rock and roll music or anything other than the Word of God. Hallelujah. You have to drive. So pop in the CD. Amen. Get you a Bible app on your phone and listen to books of the Bible to and from your job. There's no excuse not to get God's Word. Do whatever it takes to feed and nurture your spirit life. Don't wait until you get home. Amen. After working all day, you know why? Because you just want to chill out. You just want to get comfortable. Forget about all the hell you went through that whole day. You want to just get, you know, get, get alone with yourself. And that's when you really should be getting alone with God. Amen? Amen. Don't wait till you go to bed. Amen? Because you're already tired from working 12 hours, right? Listen, this is what reading God's Word in bed sounds like. Y'all ready for this? In the beginning, you ain't going to read the Word after working 12 hours a day. You're going to pick up your Bible and slumber demons are going to attack you and you're going to go to sleep. And then there's another day you haven't gotten any Word in you. You got to take time. You got to make time to get in God's Word. You have to integrate God's Word into your life all throughout your day. <clears throat> How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. When I first started reading and studying God's Word, and I also started hearing different pastors teaching on the principles of God's Word, and I would take that Scripture, take a, just a single Scripture, that dealt with what I may have been going through in my life, and I would meditate on that scripture even while I was working. Uh, For example, if I was concerned, anxious, worried, or fearful about something, I would think and meditate on 2 Timothy 1.7 that says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? And if I had to, I'd say that over and over and over again. And there wasn't nobody in the room. I was trimming houses on, uh, out in the country by myself. If somebody was to drive up or walk by, they'd think I was talking to myself, and I was. You know why? Because that's the way myself learns, to speak the Word of God over myself. What am I doing? I'm feeding and nurturing my spirit man. Hallelujah. You know, you may, not, uh, you, you may or may not be aware of this. But when you become a pastor, things just don't automatically happen for you. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I still get offended. No, no I'm not going to say that. I did. I still got offended. Amen. That didn't change just because I was a pastor. <clears throat> 
I still got hurt. People could still hurt my feelings by saying things. I still got angry. Amen. Everything didn't get downloaded to me just because I became a pastor. Because I'm just like you. Amen. I'm a human being. I live in a fleshly body. I have a mind, will, and emotions called my soul. Therefore, I have to do the same things that you have to do. So let's say something uh, or someone or something uh, is done against me. What do I do? I forgive. I forgive. Now listen, my soul and my flesh wants to beat them up. Amen. I used to have an anger problem. So when people rubbed me the wrong way, uh, I did one or two things. I either bowed up and wanted to fight them or I just gave them a piece of my mind. I know nobody else in here has ever done that. Amen. But see, I don't, now I don't allow my emotions to rule me. Amen. I don't allow my feelings to rule me. I don't allow none of that soulish area to put a wedge between me and anybody. The Bible says it's, 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 it's up to me for me to live peaceably with I, everyone. And it says the same thing for you. If it's up to you, it's up to you to live peaceably with everyone. Not everybody's going to want to live peaceably with you. But that don't stop you from living in peace with them. Amen. You know that's right. Amen. Don't look at me so religious. Hallelujah. Somebody does you wrong, you like, talk to the hand, buddy. How dare you do or talk to me in that manner? And you know that's, that's the truth. Amen. Are you you're going down the aisle of H-E-B and somebody passes you and don't say anything to you? Well, didn't they recognize me? I go to church with them. They didn't even say nothing. You get all up in yourself. I could tell a great story right now, but I'm not going to because I didn't ask permission. But you know, some of you act unbecomingly in the stores and everywhere else. I know because we got video footage of you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but seriously, everybody gets mad. Amen. And you get mad. Or you get offended by what somebody does or something said to you. So why do people act like that? Because they're trapped in their offense. They trap themselves in their soulish area instead of submitting to their spirit man and saying, you know something? Forgive them for they know not what they did. Amen. Amen. Same thing Jesus said. Everybody on this planet could have been at that cross at the foot of Jesus. And he said the same thing over everybody. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. We need to learn to live the red letters like Jake was singing about earlier. Amen? Not just read them, but live them. 
Hallelujah. Doesn't the Bible say you're supposed to forgive? Yes. Yeah, pastor, but you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what I've been going through. No. Your soul's been going through a lot, I can tell. Amen. Your mind has been suffering a lot, I can tell. But your spirit man has been all that time that you've been suffering, your spirit man has been saying, I can get you out of this. I can get you out of this. If you just act different, I can get you out of this. If you'll just do the word, I'll get you out of this. Hallelujah. You see, your spirit man can't help you unless you put something in there for him to use. Amen. 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 Jesus said he would send us a helper. He's called the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that he is our helper. The Bible says he will lead us into all truths. The Bible says he will bring to our remembrance the things that will help us in life. But here's the thing. If, there's, if you don't put nothing down there, He can't make you remember anything. Let me say that again. If you don't put the Word of God down in your spirit, man, He's not going to be able to remind you of anything the Spirit says. Right. Amen? Yeah. It's up to you to put something in there. Hallelujah. That's the way it works, my brother and sister. <clears throat> you put God's Word in, the Holy Ghost... We'll bring it out. Can I get an amen to that? Then if somebody rubs you the wrong way, instead of you operating out of your soul, the Holy Spirit can help you operate out of your spirit, man. Amen. In other words, instead of you getting all fleshly and wanting to get even with somebody, your spirit man says, I forgive that person. And they don't have to look at me. They don't have to talk to me. I don't care what they do to me. I forgive. Hallelujah. And listen to me. I'm going to just be totally honest with you because I always am. The first time you actually do that and you forgive a person no matter what they do or say to you, that first time, it's tough. Because your flesh don't want to do it. Your mind don't want to do it because you're training it, right? So the first time's tough, but then the second time gets a little easier. And the third time gets a little easier. You know why? Because what you're doing is you're renewing your mind to the Word of God. And when you renew your mind to the Word of God, that means your spirit man is being renewed. Then when somebody don't turn their blinker off, you can just say, Lord... I know where they live, so I know they're not turning. <laughs> Amen. I didn't mention any names. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that good? Amen. Oh, they pull out in front of you. That's what, that just was one of my pet peeves, man. I'm doing 65, 70, 70 miles an hour in a 55. That's my business. Don't you dare pull out in front of me doing the speed limit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. Amen. 
trying to keep things light. Praise God. But I want to encourage you, it does get easier. It gets easier and easier to live out of your spirit and not out of your flesh. And when we learn how to respond out of our spirit, when we learn how to respond using God's Word, then over the process of time, your spirit man, your spirit woman will gain control of your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now, you've been listening pretty quick. We've only got 15, 20 more pages. uh, Now I want us to turn over to Romans chapter 1. We're talking about gaining control of our life through our spirit man. The time I have left, I want to give you some more scripture that will validate the importance of feeding and acting on God's word. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Notice that Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, that it, the gospel, the word, is the power of God. Get a hold of that. The word is the written power of God on pages. And when we speak those words, we're speaking God's power. That's why we can say you speak to the mountain and it'll move. Amen? So God's word is the power that feeds our spirit. It is the power that transforms our soul. Amen. Reading the Word, studying the Word, meditating on the Word, feeds your spirit and transforms your soul. Well, Pastor, uh, what should I be studying on? How about studying on what I've been teaching you? Amen. How about taking the, the teachings that are already on podcast? And listening to them. Get opening your Bible and going through all those scriptures like I tell you to do every Sunday. To go home, take the scriptures and look them up for yourself. Amen? Amen. 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 Take your notes and the scriptures I've been giving you. And look them up. That's a no-brainer, right? Or get you a good reference Bible. And study them out. Or better yet, download a reference Bible on your computer. That way you can study and read and get the Scriptures twice as fast. Amen. That's what I do. I got a Bible program on my Bible that gives me probably eight or ten different Bible translations. Then I've got it on it is a Strong's Concordance. On there is study Bibles that I can look up. Yeah, but you're a pastor. No, I'm a saint. And I got tired of my life being the way it was. And I heard a man of God say, if you want it to change, you got to do something different. Yes. Right. So in 1997, I started doing something different. I had been going to church before that, but never did anything. Just went in there, checked the box off like most Christians do. Well, I did my time, but nothing changed. Amen. Nothing changed in my life until, until I started changing my study habits. Amen. Amen. My praying habits. My habits of meditating on God's Word. 
I had to do my part. And then God met me right there. And he's been changing me ever since. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing changes unless we do our part. Hallelujah. Hmm. The question is, my brothers and sisters, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to grow up spiritually? Are you willing to do the things it takes to grow up spiritually? And I see a lot of heads nodding. Make sure they still nod at home. Amen? Not just in church. Amen. Are you willing to do them? Because I'll tell you, the more you mature in Christ, the greater God's rewards. Amen. Let's look at this in Acts. Acts chapter 20. We're almost done. Praise God. Acts chapter 20. Verse number 32. Talking about growing up in Christ and getting rewards. Not that the rewards is what we do it for. But they come, amen? It says in verse number 32, it says, So now, brethren, who's he talking to? You, me. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Notice it's the word of God that builds you up. It's the Word of God that builds me up. It's the Word of God that builds us all up and gives us an inheritance. Amen? Amen? There's a Bible verse, I think it's Romans uh, 8 something, (laughs) that says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And if sons, then heirs. Heirs to the throne of Christ. So that, and we studied this on Wednesday night that everything heaven has to offer, he offered it to Christ first because he's the firstborn of all the brethren. And then he says, through Christ, John can have it. Amen. Amen. Through Christ, you can have it. Amen. Amen? Amen. Well, who is Christ? Somebody say the word of God. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? Amen. And then verse 14 says, And then the Word became what? Flesh. And dwelt amongst us. So anytime we see Jesus' name in the Bible, God is talking about Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Word. It's the Word that sets us free. Amen. Amen? You'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Praise God. It's the Word of God that builds us up and gives us an inheritance. The Amplified says it like this. It says, And now, brethren, I commit you to God. I deposit you in His charge, entrusting you to His protection and His care. And I commend you to the Word of His grace, to the commands and counsels and promises of His unmerited favor, it, talking about the Word, it is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance among all God's set-apart ones 
Those who are consecrated, purified, and watch this, transformed of soul. Those who have a transformed soul. Hallelujah. How many names say he's talking about you? Praise God. That ought to make you excited. Amen, because that's who I am. I have an inheritance, praise God. No, hallelujah. Now, you got time for one more scripture? I hope so, because I got one more to give you. Matthew chapter number 15. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 13. This is Jesus talking. He said, uh, it says in verse 13, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Notice Jesus says, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. How many of you know plants come from seeds? Amen. They come from seeds or the words you and I have sown in the ground of our life. Mark 4.14 says the sower sows the word. And the plants that didn't come from God's word can and will be rooted up if, everybody say if, if we want them to be. Amen. When I got this revelation and I got the revelation of this scripture, I used this scripture to uproot the plants I no longer wanted in my life. I used it to uproot poverty. One of my favorite sayings used to be, I'm so broke I can't pay attention. When I got a hold of this scripture, I quit saying that. And I said, I thank you, Father God, that you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus or by the Word of God. What am I doing? I'm uprooting one and planting another. Amen. I used it to uproot uh, anger in my life. I know you may not believe this, but I had a terrible temper problem problem in my life at one time. I also had other issues in my life. Uh, uh, Just maybe one or two bad habits. Uh, (laughs) Amen. Amen. I know you had a lot, baby, too. Amen. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I had some issues in my life, and I had many bad habits. And this scripture, along with others, amen, uprooted every one of them. One after another, after another, after another. And my brothers and sisters, I'm really no different than you are, or anyone else is for that matter. It's simply a matter of want to and effort. Want to and effort. So in closing, I want you to ask yourself this question. What kind of effort are you willing to put forward in order to uproot the negative issues of your life? Hallelujah. Are you willing to take the Word of God and find out what it says about your issues? Are you willing to put forth the effort to study the Word, feed on the Word, 
Meditate on that word and be a doer of that word. Well, how long, Pastor? How long do I have to do that? It's a lifestyle. It must become a lifestyle. It's not a band-aid that you put on something until it heals. And that's what a lot of Christians will do. They'll just confess the Word, confess the Word, confess the Word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then as soon as they get what they asked for, okay, thank you, Lord. I'll see you later. I'll put you back in the drawer until I need you again. Got awful quiet in God's house. How long? Until you see the old you uprooted and you see the new you coming forth. And then from that point on, you just keep watering. Amen. 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 Until you become a tree. You know, the mustard seed is the smallest seed known to man. But it produces a tree that birds, the Bible said birds, uh, hang out in there. That's what I see in here. I see a bunch of seeds that God is producing are going to produce big trees in here. Amen? Amen. And that people are going to come to you and, and, and won't shelter from you and won't help from you. And you're going to be able to give it to them. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's not just about us. Praise God. You have to keep it going. And that really depends on how many plants or weeds you have in your life. Amen? Amen. But it will happen if you stick with it. And it's a process. But that process for every born-again Christian must begin in their spirit. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Glory, I hope you got something out of this teaching. I'm not sure where the Lord's going to take us next week, but I know this, that He'll take us where He wants us to go, right? Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, part of growing up spiritually, and really the first part of growing up spiritually is that your spirit has to be made new. And if you're watching by a live stream or you're in this building this morning, and you may have been just like I was, you went to church, but nothing ever really happened for you. And now you're just saying, well, I can take it or leave it. I'm telling you, God has something better for you. But you have to surrender to Him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, even those watching by home, let's bow our heads. And I'm going to say this, if you're in this place or you're watching by live stream and you want to uh, rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been going to church for a long time, but you never have made Him Lord of your life. If you want to do that this morning, I want you to slip a hand up and put it right back down. God sees those hands. He sees those hands at those, with those, of those folks at home. Another thing I want to bring to your attention that uh, one of the things that hinders spiritual growth is if we're not willing to let the sin go that's in our life. And if you're in this place this morning or you're watching this morning and you have something in your life that you know it's holding you back, 
And I know it's just between you and God. Nobody else knows about it. But you want to give that up this morning. And you want to say, Lord, I'm never going to do that again. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. With every head raised and every eye open, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you will confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. Father, You sent Him to earth to die for me. He died and rose again. And right now, He's seated at Your right hand with me on His mind. Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank You for saving me this morning. Fill me with Your Holy Spirit so that I will be able to understand the Word that You have for me. Fill me with Your Holy Spirit so I'll understand the Word You have for me. In Your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord another clap offering. Praise God. Everybody say this with me. We serve a miracle-working God. And I am the next one in line. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You're just Greatly blessed.